0: Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. This is a special, special bonus episode on the heels of the major news in college athletics last week, allowing student athletes to finally profit from their name, image, and and likeness. I'll be chatting with two outstanding financial advisors today to get their perspective on the most recent events in the NCAA. I'd like to welcome in Jason R. Pace and Walter Stiff. And before we get into our conversation, I do want to note Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, it affiliates and Morgan Stanley financial advisors or, or private wealth advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. Clients should consult their tax advisor for matters involving taxation and tax planning, and their attorney for matters involving trust and estate planning and other legal matters. Walter and Jason are financial advisors with the Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Atlanta. Uh, The information contained in this podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell investments. The views expressed herein are those of the author and may not necessarily reflect the views of Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC, or its affiliates. Now that that business is taken care of, Let's get into the major business at hand. The NIL, name, image, and likeness. Last week, if you guys have been living under a rock, if so, I, ho- I hope you have some, brev- some beverages and some food because you missed a lot. The NCAA, they're allowing student athletes to be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. I once played on the collegiate side of things. These two guys that are joining me, Jason and Walter, they have an athletic background as well. But they get, chance, they get a chance to see, from, see things from a different perspective when you talk about athletics because now they're in the financial world. So I thought it would be imperative to be able to tap into the financial side when it comes to this groundbreaking news that we heard last week. So we were able to get some of the best Morgan Stanley has to offer. And Walter and Jason joining us here. So the first question for you guys, the initial your initial thoughts on how uh, this NIL News will change the collegiate athletic landscape.
1: Well, be back, hey, first off, I'll say thanks for having us on, man. It's just great to be here. Uh, love to chop, chop it up with you. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is changing the landscape, right? Guys and gals are looking at this completely different. Now they're able to earn a little bit of money off the field, you know, and it's really going to be interesting to see where it goes, right? you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but yeah, it is definitely changing the way kids look at, you know, what they're doing on the field and being able to profit off. Hey, Brian, thanks again for
2: having us on the show. B Matt really appreciate the opportunity to to share our thoughts and uh, talk about some ideas about name image and likeness. Mm -hmm. Um, My first initial thought was excitement, right? Being a former athlete, uh, played college football at Western Michigan university, knowing what it's like to be a student athlete and not, to be, not to have time to have a job. Uh, for the student athletes out there that now are presented with the opportunity to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, very excited about them. But also as a financial advisor, uh, sitting on the business side, I understand that there's some, uh, some things that are gonna come up, things, some issues that uh, maybe we haven't thought of yet, beginning because, because this is the beginning of this. We're six days in now. Uh, So there's going to be so many things that come up and so many things that we have to learn. So we're all kind of pioneers in this space. um, And we'll talk a lot about uh, the way I see things now as a financial advisor. But I also can talk about what it would have been like for me as a student athlete. So let's let's uh,
0: target this topic from the financial side of things from you guys. And I'll start with you, Walter, first. What are the pros and the cons? of the new news allowing student athletes to be able to uh, profit off their name, image, and likeness, what would they be?
2: Uh, I will first start off by saying the pros are, uh, you know, students have an opportunity to participate in the, um, the business of the NCAA, right? They get to participate in the revenue that is generated in several different industries uh, from sport. Uh, As a student athlete, of course, some students are on scholarship. Some students aren't on scholarship. But one of the pros is that uh, student athletes are now put into a position where they are called uh, not CEOs, chief executive officers, but they're now CEAs, chief executive athletes, um, where they have to then make a decision and create a business that's based upon their name, image, and likeness. So one pro is the opportunity to participate in the, uh, the revenue that is generated by college sports. That's a pro. Uh, another pro is student athletes are thinking about themselves, right, in terms of their own marketability and how they can create generate income and and create revenue for themselves. That's another pro, be able to make money to support themselves outside of the money that they may be getting from scholarships or if they're getting a Pell Grant or something like that. Um, Just an opportunity to make money, that's good, right? Anybody that can get paid uh, off their name, image, and likeness and become an entrepreneur, that's all good. Some of the cons, knowing uh, that a lot of student athletes haven't had a job before, Right. And Mm -hmm. I talk to student athletes all the time. Uh, They go from a position where they've never filled out a resume. They've never set in an interview. And I'm talking blue chip athletes, right? Guys that their job was to be an athlete so that they could then get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. So now you have these same athletes who've never interviewed, filled out a resume, you know, even looked at or thought about a LinkedIn profile. Now they're in a position where they're dealing with sometimes billion dollar companies. And they're representing themselves. So you have student athletes who've never been employees and their first job is an employer because they're hiring uh, marketing uh, managers, right? There are mm-hmm. agents out there that are specific for NIL, as you can see the ads starting to, to go out there. So my, my concern, the con is some student athletes who have no business experience, uh, not not for any faults of their own, just because of the simple fact that sometimes when you're an athlete, that is a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, but when you think outside of sports and athletics, and you're going into the business world, uh, and you're thinking about hiring people to represent you when you've really never been hired, yourself. yourself. I feel the cons are uh, the student athletes may not be prepared, especially when you're talking about freshmen, you know, redshirt freshmen, younger athletes, athletes that are coming out of high school. Uh, Some of the cons could be, I think, the landscape of competitiveness amongst all sports, especially when it comes to recruiting, uh, because schools with bigger programs, schools that have bigger support. Uh, schools that have larger alumni base that support the athletics programs, you know, they're going to the Student athletes that go to those schools are going to have more opportunities by the simple fact that their, their school is in a, a power five school or in a huge conference, so they have a, a very robust alumni that are out there willing to uh, give opportunities to the student athletes. Uh, and just the con of that is knowing that s- some student athletes may not be prepared for what's to come that they could be taken advantage of, right? That they may not understand the language in the contracts that they're reading. Uh, so that's that's one con. It could be, and another con could be that it could be a deterrent or a distraction, right, from their athletics because they're so focused on making money, right. And then some athletes may get into a position where they make so much money, and they feel like they made it, like, oh, I don't need football anymore. And then they transition out, and then they feel like they can really make it on their own. Uh, and and it's, it's not the case. So I think that you know the con is just the the lack of education that's going to go into it. You know, changing the competitiveness with larger schools, being able to use that as um, use that in the recruiting process. Right. So it's not going to be long before there's a list of, oh, our student athletes on average are making X amount of dollars. That's why you want to come and play ball here. It's going to change up the competitive landscape. Long answer, but two pros and two
1: cons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you hit you hit all the buttons you were supposed to hit. I can tell you that. But yeah. what you got for us, Jason?
1: Yeah. And so yeah, Walter kind of summed that up and did a really good job um you know the one thing i'll add is again just quite simply the money these kids going to be making right mm-hmm. that is a pro they're going to be able to put some money in their pocket right a little bit over than what they were getting a lot of them are getting scholarships now they may get a stipend but now you have the ability to earn a little bit of money extra on the side to do something with right but mm-hmm. along with that money also comes some responsibility right yeah and and again we'll get into this a little deeper but you know not only do you have to now budget this money now you got to think about taxes now you got to think about okay what does that mean right and so um, i think that's going to be a con and then walter also hit the nail on the head how much of a distraction is this mm-hmm. right you know again you know this when you when you're playing college ball your time's already limited right so now how much time am i willing to devote to playing video games online with fans, yeah. right? How much time am I willing to go to a photo shoot, yeah. right? And you know what, Jason, real quick? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think because of that concern, I don't expect to see a lot of the student athletes uh, doing a lot of off the field, oppor- taking uh, taking advantage of a lot of off the field uh, opportunities because they don't have enough time. right. You know what I mean? Even, you right. know, the professional athletes, they don't do a lot during the season because they have so much time that they have to devote to their craft. But when you factor in student athletes, not just playing a particular sport, but also trying to maintain the academic requirements, you can't do a lot during season. You right. know what I mean? So that's that's a good point by you.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, again, how this all plays out. So th- mm-hmm. does this happen or people doing these endorsements in the off season, or? how much of this is happening on Sundays after the game on Saturday, right? Again, when you're supposed to be rehabbing and getting your body right and starting to study and get ready for the next team. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. How would
0: you uh, guys advise student athletes to create opportunities uh, for themselves? Let's start with you, Walt.
2: Um, well, first and foremost, I would say, um, one decide if you're a student athlete, if this is something that you even want for yourself, like, do you want to be, um, you know, do you want to use your name, image and likeness to promote a company to promote a brand, right. So I think one of the first things you have to decide is one, do I want to create something for myself uh, and use my own name, image and likeness, or do I want to, uh, associate myself with someone else's brand where I sign a contract to, uh, to market some other company or some other product. Uh, so that's, you know, two things that you have to consider. Uh, one, is is something that I want to sell myself. I see a lot of players are starting apparel lines of their own, where they're coming up with their own logos and they're creating their own products. And then others are just a, are using their uh, maybe their social media influence to market brands, uh, whether it be restaurant, I've seen deals with restaurant deals, I've seen, you know, tech deals come out. So deciding, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to represent yourself and create your own thing? Or do you just want to use your social media influence or whatever type of influence you have as a student athlete to
1: promote someone else's brand? And, and I'll say this again, social media is a great equalizer, Right that allows you for little to no cost to go ahead and promote yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where, again, we, we also talk about, Walt mentioned earlier, the competitive disadvantage from some of the power five school versus the smaller schools, right? But if the kids are able to leverage social media so that they build their own brand kind of outside of that school and outside of that you know footprint, right? Then, yes, the world's going to be your oyster. I mean, I don't know if, if folks saw it, but there were two Uh, girls that played basketball at Fresno State. Again, not not a big conference, not a big school, but they've done a deal and they had a billboard in Times Square, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Gymnasts, LSU, right? Again, not one of the main sports that you would think about when you talk about name, image, and likeness. Most people are thinking football or men's basketball. But again, gymnasts with 5 million TikTok followers, right? She's been able to harness social media to build her own brand. And I think that's where the power is going to be for these kids going forward.
0: Yeah. And and talking about some of the other notable uh, deals we've seen so far, uh, Master P, P, who we had on the show uh, uh, during the football season, his son, Hersey Miller, signed a two million dollar deal. Uh, with an app company, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember the exact name. Uh, we've seen uh, Spencer Rattler create his own logo. Pretty cool logo, by the way. It's like a rattlesnake. Um, we've seen so many different outstanding deals. You know, uh, web apps of America's who Hersey Miller signed his deal with. And they're just coming in by the boatload. You know what I mean? It's almost like we're hearing new news regarding a student athlete every day. And with that being said, uh, for you guys, this question... Jason, you can start off. How important is it for student athletes to become more financial aware and financially savvy?
1: I mean, it's crucial. It's crucial. Again, you mentioned that $2 million deal by by Hersey Miller, right? Masterpiece, mm-hmm. right? Think about that. $2 million and he's probably 19 years old, right? Probably, probably. Yeah. You know, maybe 18, 19 years old, right? So now, again, not only is he thinking about that $2 million that came in, we got to be aware of the tax implications of that, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, just because you got two million bucks doesn't mean you need to go spend two million bucks. We need to think about budgeting, saving. He mentioned uh, giving back, right? As part of what he wanted to do. So again, I think guys really have to, guys and gals really have to take a holistic approach to this, right? And financial literacy is key.
2: And I want to add, to that in terms of thinking about the finances of this. When I was in school, I don't know about you, Brian, but I received Pell Grant. Did you get Pell when you were in school, Brian?
0: No, I didn't get Pell Grant.
2: Didn't get Pell Grant, okay. So I got full Pell Grant when I went to school. I was on scholarship, got full Pell Grant. So that mean I received a refund mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the semester the, because- that, The Pell tuition, Grant
0: checks used to be huge too. Yeah, I used to be mad huge. I wasn't getting, yeah, no question.
2: Yeah, yeah they, were, they were huge. They were nice size checks. I remember my very first check, uh, when I got to Western Michigan, literally was in my dorm room mailbox and, um, I went down, opened it up, it was $1,600. Now again, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a freshman in college and you get that's a lot of money, that's the biggest check you've ever seen. Yes. Sir. Uh, so now student athletes who are looking at name, image, and likeness, not only student athletes, but also, uh, the, the, the programs, right. The, the athletic programs. They have to then monitor how much each student athlete is getting because some schools have full scholarships. Some schools have need based scholarships. And so yep. if you're a student athlete and you're going out let's say you're getting a two million dollar deal and your scholarship was based upon your financial need base. Now you don't need that anymore because you have to report that income. Mm-hmm. All right. So then how does that affect now you're receiving this name, image and likeness, which could in turn affect your financial aid. Now you have to write a check to your school, right? For whatever difference was not being paid by by your scholarship. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that um, the financial aid offices now will have to kind of figure out how they manage student athletes who are need based, right? Mm-hmm. So then what do you do? How much can you make from name, image, and likeness before it affects your scholarship?
0: Yeah. And and growing up, you know, just in life in general, Some of the best living moments, best learning moments is when you go through something. Mm -hmm. When you experience something, you learn from those experiences. But when it comes to financial, in the financial world, you don't want to learn by going through experiences that might not be in your best favor, because that means you're losing money. I've had some of those issues when I was playing. I had a a few learning experiences where I lost money. So when you look at the landscape of college football, there are a lot of The majority of student athletes, they're not financial savvy. They're not, you know, financial uh, literate to say the least. And the same can be said for some of their guardians. So I'm going to act like I'm a parent. My son is getting ready to be a sophomore at Florida State who plays quarterback. They say he will be a first round draft pick in a year. He's getting all these different sponsorships coming at our door, wanting to sponsor him. I'm not financial uh, uh, financially literate to say the least. And he isn't either. So I'm asking you two guys for your expertise when it comes to what, how should we manage this money? What should we do? I don't have a lot in my bank account. Heck, he doesn't even have a bank account. But now we need to get these things going. We need to find a way to set up a financial pro- portfolio to be able to manage this money the right way. What would be what would be the advice you what advice would you give me? Because there are a lot of parents that might be in the same the, the actual same situation that I'm, you know, expressing to you guys now. I'm acting out to you guys now. So what advice would you give me being a parent where I have a top tier type talent as a son who's getting so many different opportunities off the football field? But we just not we're not financially literate.
1: Yeah, I'll say this first off, you know, first, you got to take the time to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, I think so many people want to rush into this. Oh, my gosh, you just signed this huge deal or we're getting this money off off the field. And now let's go buy a car. Let's go buy a house. Let's go do all these things. Right. I think at the beginning, you really want to take it slow and you want to sit down and try to find somebody to help you. Right. To kind of walk you through this, because I do think that it is a process. Education, financial literacy is a process that people have to go through. Right. And again, like you said, you don't want to make a mistake early on. Right. So, again, I think it's better to take it slow, get somebody to help you, you know, walk down that path. Mm -hmm. What
2: about you, Walt? What you got? What kind of advice you got for
1: me? Uh,
2: you know, I would follow up with what Jason said. Education is first. Uh, First, you need to understand the contract that you are signing with the vendor. Uh, Mm -hmm. You need to understand how it pays. Uh, Are you getting paid in uh, product? Are you getting paid cash? Uh, Are you getting paid all at once? Are you getting, or is the company paying you in in, in terms of a stipend? Uh, One, how how is the money coming in? But anytime you're looking at giving someone some sort of advice financially, you first have to find out, all right, where are you right now, right? What are your immediate needs? What do you need right now? How much does it cost you to live? Right now, most of these, you know, if we're talking NIL, these are student athletes and a lot of times student athletes are on scholarship. But again, there are some student athletes that may not be on scholarship. So one, you know, what do you need the money for? Do you need it for books? Do you need a you know, supplemental income to just take care of really petty cash? Um, you know, are you saving up for a car? Do you have a car? Do you have insurance? Do you have a cell phone bill? Um You know, do you you know, some student athletes now have families, right? If you're married, do you have kids? Um, So planning just kind of goes into thinking about uh, first an assessment of where you are, like what's your current position? uh, And then an evaluation of what your goals are, defining, you know, what you want in life. uh, And I guess at this point, what you want your 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 college experience to be. uh, And then from there, determining how much that's going to cost you. Right. So what what your needs are, what your current situation is, looking at what your bills are, uh, determining how much of your name, image and likeness deal will cover your expenses for six to nine months. And then beyond that, uh, what do you want to do? Right. What What is your goals after uh, your playing days are over? So what do you plan on doing once you graduate from college? How much of that money can you save now? Right. To be able to. Set yourself up for when you graduate from college, or you transition into that next thing.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I think one one piece of advice I would give to uh, the student athletes, if you're getting, you know, a lot of opportunities away from the football field, you must remember, especially for the kids that are on scholarship, everything is paid for already. Basically, your room and board is paid for, your meals. You don't have to go out and necessarily buy a lot of clothes because you can wear the team issue gear yeah. to class. So you should be saving the money. And my per- my personal opinion, opinion for me, and it's kind of easy for me to say so because I went through college and I know it could be an eye opening experience for you to walk on a college campus and you just had a twenty thousand dollar signing. You're a college student. You're eighteen. You're nineteen. You're twenty. I just hit for twenty thousand dollars in two hours. I, wow, save now. I'm gonna splurge a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have fun. I'm I'm when I go into the club, it might be a little different from me right now. You know what I mean? I just I just made twenty thousand dollars in two hours and I got another sign in for five thousand next week. You know what I mean? So it's going to be hard to 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 discipline the urge to splurge and have fun, but understand you don't know what the future holds, so you should be able to understand the moment, take advantage of it, but save the money. You don't need to spend for you don't, you know what I mean? I know you might have, you know, uh, obligations at home, but don't allow that to be your obligation. You know what I mean? It's okay in helping people, but try to save. If you're a top tier first round, like talent, you're going to have so many opportunities this year. And, and until you leave, set a financial goal for yourself. Whatever money I get off the football field, I want to save at least 85% of it, you know, set goals. We yeah. do it all the time. And you guys know this, you know, playing uh, athletics. We set individual goals for whatever sport we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Every year you set goals. You set team goals and you set individual goals. Guys, have, guys and girls have to do the same thing knowing that they can capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. So set financial goals for yourself. If I can get $30,000 in a year, I need to save 85% of that. I need to save 75% of that. So the same goals you set on the football field, on the court, on the diamond, set in your financial portfolio. That's something that I would advise to uh, uh, the student athletes that are watching and listening to us. Uh, last question for you guys, and I'll start with Jason. What is the one thing you know now that you wish you knew as a student
1: athlete? And I think what you were just saying leads right into my point, right? Mm-hmm. What I wish I knew and wish I took advantage of was just the power of saving and investing early and the power of compounding, right? Again, going back to being able to build those good habits, because that's exactly what you're talking about, setting those goals, just building good habits, right? Mm -hmm. You know, again, I know those Yeezys look really good, right? You want a pair of those, but at the same time, you got a budget to make sure you put money aside for taxes, you put money aside for savings, right? And if you start that early,
0: yeah, got a quick question for you. You said taxes. Will they be taxed on anything they come across off the field? Because I haven't heard anything about you know that area of things. Will they be taxed? You know what I mean. So do you have any do you have any knowledge on that uh, um, uh, criteria? If there is a criteria when it comes to taxes, and you know, if so, can you fill us in and then you can get right back into your point.
1: Right, and again, you know. Folks need to go check with their CPAs, right? Mm -hmm. And that money is just like when you're in the league and you made money. All these guys and gals are going to get a 1099 at the end of the year. 1099 is the tax form that basically says this company paid you X dollars. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, right, from the company's perspective, that's a tax write-off. That's a business expense for them. So they're claiming that. As a student athlete, you're going to have to claim that income and pay taxes on it right? Yes. And whether it's dollars or even merchandise, right? Again, BMAC, you may have some experience with that Nike merchandise, right? They give mm-hmm. you an amount that you can go spend, that's taxable to you, yep. right? So so that's the thing that, again, all these guys and gals got to get in their head from the beginning. Everything that they get paid off the field or off the court, that's not money that they can go spend right away. They've got to allocate some to pay Uncle Sam, and even if it's merchandise, Right. you yeah. got to come up with the cash to pay for that merchandise that you've been given. So, again, that's one of the big takeaways that you're absolutely right. Nobody's talking about that right now.
0: Yeah. 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 I haven't heard anything tax related with all the news that has, uh, you know, come from NCAA and this new information with NIL. But, yes, that's something that student, because I know when I was in college, I didn't think about any taxes. Right. Tax, yeah. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a diff, that's a different yeah. world.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah. So, so from, again, uh, from these kids perspective, that's why you got to think about this holistically and hopefully many of these schools and institutions are educating these young men and women on that fact, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, this is not all free money, right? Some of it's got to go to pay uncle Sam. So again, that and just understanding the entire picture, I I think is key, you know? Uh, And let's see one thing that I wish I knew
2: one thing that I knew know now that I wish I knew when I was a student athlete, uh, man, I'd have to reiterate what Jason said, uh, man, co- understanding the power of compounding interest uh, and the advantage of duration being a young person with uh, disposable income uh, that they could save or invest. Mm-hmm. So number one thing, understanding compounding interest, uh, understanding that everything is covered already. So anything that I get in addition to my scholarship is money that I can save for later. Mm-hmm. Could you elaborate a little more on compound interest? So compounding interest in its simplest form is, um, is the interest on deposits, right? That's calculated based on uh, the initial amount that you put in, but also the accumulated interest from uh, from growth. All right, So that's compounding interest. So let's say you you have an, an investment that you let's say you put one hundred dollars into an investment and it earns 10 percent. All right. So that's one hundred dollars. Initially, that's your principal. You earn 10 percent, which would be ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So that ten dollars that goes back in to your initial principal will compound because now you have one hundred dollars growing as well as ten dollars growing. So the initial principal going as well as the, the interest that you made off your initial principal, will continue to compound over years. And the younger you are, the more time you have for the effect of compounding to, to take
1: effect. Yeah, the way I explain to people, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. snowball gets bigger and bigger as it goes down that hill, right? And so you just it's, you're earning interest on your interest, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it grows faster. So, again, that's the way I just like to like it. It's just a little snowball going down the hill. It's going to get bigger and bigger, faster and faster as it goes down that hill.
0: Good information. Good information. I think also, too, it's imperative for these student-athletes to start finding ways to educate themselves so they don't get taken advantage of as well. You know what Most I mean? Definitely. Because there are a lot of people that are in your field. They do not utilize the same integrity you guys utilize. Right. And that's just how it is. Unfortunately, every ocean has sharks Yeah, and you don't want those sharks to get hold to you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think as a student athlete, you guys hit on it, educate yourself, educate yourself, find a way to learn more about money, saving money. You talked about compound interest, talking about e- investing, you know what I mean? And one piece of advice I would give student athletes again, you know, just through experiences, If someone is asking you to invest into whatever it is they have, company, business, up and coming opportunity, and they want to to borrow money from you, run, run. If someone wants you to invest into their corporation, but they want to borrow money from you, run. Because if you do that, you might as well count as a loss. That doesn't make any sense at all. I'm not lending any money out. It's almost like lending money out to a family member. You may get it back. You might not get it back. (laughs) And I'm only speaking through experiences. Yeah. Those are things that you should pick up on from what we're telling you. And these are things you should continue to try to learn about, because you guys, these student athletes will get opportunity to cash in big time. Mm -hmm. And, And it's going to be a snowball effect of opportunities, financial opportunities, but you don't want to get taken advantage of because like I said, uh, the integrity that Jason and and Walter have, Morgan Stanley has, there are a lot of individuals, there are a lot of financial corporations that might not utilize the same integrity. And when they see a little fish that's just uh, nonchalantly just moving around, them sharks will come and they take advantage of you and anybody you're associated with. Uh, This was a great informative opportunity for myself Uh, I know the listeners and the viewers definitely enjoy this information that these guys have been able to give us. i like to thank Morgan Stanley for allowing us to have two of their top advisors, Jason Pace and Walter Stiff, uh, joining me here for this bonus episode of All Things Covered, uh, just covering the new news, the NIL, student-athletes being able to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. Uh, This is going to be a a, a story throughout the entire year, not just in the month of July. But this is something we're going to talk about in October, November, you know, going into 2022, because we will continue to learn as we go. But most importantly, for the student athletes that are involved, you don't want to learn as you go. You want to learn before you get started, because the (laughs) best way to have a winning ball game is to be well prepared before the game starts. You don't want to be prepared or get prepared while the game is already going because nine times out of 10, you're going to be get behind the eight ball and now you're fighting from behind. Be prepared before the game gets started. And now the game is about to start. Start preparing yourself as much as possible. Jason Walter, thank you. It's is an amazing opportunity. Thank you.